you're listening to Home Truths. Home, Home Truths. Truths. Home, Home Truths. Truths. Stories of strength and songs of hope from men experiencing homelessness in Brisbane, Australia. Hello, I'm Renee. Welcome to this first episode of Home Truths, bringing together music and radio storytelling to illuminate the lives of men who have found themselves homeless in Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. In late 2018, radio producers from Community Radio 4ZZZ in Brisbane got together with the Whoopi Doo crew and residents of Ozcare Men's Hostel to write and record autobiographical songs. In this series, you'll hear some of these stories and songs and learn a little about how it is that some people find themselves homeless. First, we'll hear from Mark, whose own life experiences have led to his work helping men in housing crisis. I talked to him in the studios of 4ZZZ. My name's Mark, I'm a support worker and I help homeless guys find accommodation. There's a lot of things that are stopping them from finding that accommodation and um, our, our job is to try and assist them to help them get over whatever uh, barriers they're facing. Um, could be drug addictions, mental health issues, or just falling on hard times. What brings most of the guys to us is generally there is some sort of underlying issue. Um, some guys have fallen on hard times and end up there, but they're the minority. Most of the guys have a serious mental health issue um, and an addiction, and they've ended up burning all their bridges and have nowhere else to go. And they find out about us and come to see us and see what we can do for them. Mm, how long do they normally stay there for? Um, we try to get a result within two, three months to try and get them into some sort of accommodation. That's our preferred time, but we don't have, have a time limit on how long they can stay there. Mm. Uh, there's no point us putting a guy into a private or subsidised accommodation if he's then just going to blow it because he still has serious problems that he has to get assistance for. And yeah, people do really have to try and get some sort of control. They don't necessarily have to stop doing everything they're doing, but they do have to get control of it before they can get control of the next step. I can imagine if, you, if it's been a struggle for one year, two years, five years, ten years, it's going to be hard to undo it in a couple of months. Unfortunately, the chances are you're not going there. Mm. Um, some of them will fail. They're, they'll go away, they'll leave, um, or they'll be given the times out for not keeping to the accommodation agreements and rules, but we'll always let them come back. We try again. Mm. Um, we don't expect people to get through things in the first go. They don't have any judgments there. They have no expectations. Mm. If people succeed, and plenty do, uh, and that's great. If they don't, maybe next time. Many have similar backgrounds, but yeah, we have people from everywhere. They have Buddhists, Muslims, Hindus, Christians. Yeah, homelessness doesn't discriminate. And they all seem to get along quite well because they, in the end, have to come to terms with the fact that you're here, you're all the same. Other things set aside, you're all in the same situation and they mm. have to get along and they seem to get along quite well. I have an upbringing where I've grown up through boys' homes, uh, children's homes, uh, been on my own since I was just before 16. So uh, I went to the interview when a job was available and I was lucky enough to get the job. I 
had to get some education and do a diploma in uh, community services and yeah, I was lucky enough to secure a position at Auscare and been there ever since. Sounds like you chose one path and for some guys they go on that different path. I wouldn't even say I chose, I was lucky. These guys weren't. I picked the right people to be friends with and just luck of the draw, anyone can end up there. So do you look at them and think that could have been me? Absolutely, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. What do you bring that, that might be more helpful than someone that hasn't experienced what they have? Probably empathy, I guess. A bit more understanding and patience and understanding of why a person's acting in the manner that they're acting. Most of the guys, uh, most of their anger's out of frustration. So you have success stories. Unfortunately, most of the time, it means we just don't see them again. Mm. Uh, every now and then, they, a guy will drop in, come in, say, hey, thanks, you about you guys, well, I don't know where I'd be, and, and that's that's really, really satisfying. It makes you happy, uh, because there's plenty of sad stories, so it's good when you see someone who comes back, they're doing well, they're looking fit, they've given up their addictions or got them under control, and uh, everything's going good for them. You said there's some sad stories. What kind of stories are they? Just guys that can't get out from under the monkey, but it's holding them down. Um, and they will keep drinking or keep using drugs until they die. Mm. And they'll die young. And it is sad. And they're quite uh, aware of their situation. And it's a sense of hopelessness that keeps them there, I guess. They can't see a way out. What do you think that people in the community need to know about men experiencing homelessness? It could be anyone. It could be your brother, your father, your son, grandfather. We've got guys there from 18 years old to, hell, I've had guys as old as 80 in the place. And yeah, they're everyone. Yeah, they're separated usually from family. They feel separated from community. I've seen a few blokes that are on a downward spiral. Mm. And yeah, it's generally alcohol or, or drugs or a gambling addiction that starts some sort of downward spiral. They lose family. Then they lose their job. They've got no income now. Mm. They start hitting it harder and till they get to a point where they realise I need help. A lot of shame I guess in, in, in many of the blokes. They don't want to admit they've got a problem. A lot of guys will come there. I'm not like these other guys. I'm sorry you are. You're homeless. That's what these other guys are. And yeah it's hard for them to come to terms with where they've ended up. Boys home, 
some kid sent his spot The king bully beat him up just to show me who was the boss He gave me two choices I could fight him or let him punch <laughs> He went down so easy now I want the juvie tough You learn what you live See how violence works You learn what you live You learn what hurts But no one, no one thinks about you I mean, who would give a shit? Spare me a thought, mate You learn, you learn what you live Through a kid from the second floor He looked at me the wrong way At eleven I was stealing cars I was in that high speed chase One day a nun brought me some art For hours I would sit and draw I learned to get lost in music and art It changed the way I thought You learn what to live But no one thinks about you, I tell you now Who would really give a shit? Spare, spare me a thought, mate You learn, you learn what you live Spare me a thought Everyone spare me Spare me a thought You're listening to Home Truths, bringing music and stories of homelessness together for 4 Z. The song you just heard was You Learn What You Live, written by Mark and performed by Q Papa Yandi and the Whoopi Doo crew, recorded in the studios of 4 Z. Homelessness is the subject of many myths. For instance, Voters surveyed by Launch Housing in 2016 thought that drug addiction was the main cause of homelessness. But the reality is that only 6% of people presenting to specialist homelessness services have drug problems, and only 4% say they have alcohol issues. The main cause of homelessness in Australia is poverty and a lack of affordable housing. Truth is, homelessness can affect anyone. In Australia, over 100,000 people are living in precarious housing situations. Causes of homelessness are complex and varied, however they are generally acknowledged to include structural causes such as poverty, unemployment and inadequate supply of affordable housing. Affordable housing is the most crucial one. 
The 2018 Anglicare Rental Affordability Snapshot found only three affordable properties for a single person on Newstart in the whole of Australia. The second leading cause of homelessness is domestic violence. With Launch Housing reporting in 2016 that people fleeing violence were 34% of their clients. Other individual causes that are less crucial include ill health, mental health, intellectual disability and substance and alcohol dependencies. The choices made by governments and economic trends are also causes of homelessness. Lack of investment in public social housing, decreasing funding to specialist homelessness services and defunding of domestic violence shelters all lead to increases in homelessness. A lack of initiative to improve the availability of vocational training and jobs also influences social trends that increase homelessness. In many cases of homelessness, these causes intersect and interrelate. You were just listening to Craig outlining some of the research around homelessness in Australia. This is Home Truths, bringing music to and from people experiencing homelessness. Here we go. It sure arrived with the trucks Only took four days Lit the fire and camps Waves hit the shore No money, just tobacco and some Yummy a score When I have a house My soul is alive My spirit is at home so wide, I may not have a house, my soul is alive, I can go anywhere, I can go anytime, Thanks indeed. Under a bridge, trapping rabbits to eat. In the guy on the ferry, let us fly free. Had to run to Perth with a team of in and vets. Looked after the squats, kept everyone in check. Oh no! May not have a house, my soul is alive. Spirits as at home, the world is so wide. I may not have a house, my soul is alive. I can't go anywhere, I can't go anytime. Charge a phone. Went off the 
the dough, lived on the ground, got our food from building sites also, anything we found. When I have a house, my soul is alive, my spirit is at home, the world is so alive. May not have a house, my soul is alive. I can go anywhere, I can go anytime. Everybody, may not have a house, my soul is alive, my spirit is at home, and the world is so wide. May not have a house, my soul is Three meals a day, it's really good. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cheap for um, what you get. Um, you have chores that you got to do, which are reasonably easy. And um, they go pretty easy on your hair. Um, except for the weekends, we don't want to get locked out till three o'clock. We want to stay in our, in our rooms. That sucks, you have to do something else until 3 o'clock. Yeah, and it's pretty boring. Yeah, yeah. And um, on the weekend we feel tired from the week of being out till 3 o'clock. We, we want to we wanna have the weekend. So what have you been doing? Because you can't go in your room till 3 o'clock. Oh, just sit around. I'm waiting. I'm saving up to go overseas. Yeah. I've told the management what I'm doing and proved that what I'm doing. I had to get my passport. Where are you going? That sounds exciting. New Zealand. Ah, have you got family there or something? I've got lots of friends there. Ah, that's good. Real friends that I've known all my life. Do you want to tell us your name? Is that okay? You don't have to. My name's Sean. Nice to meet you, Sean. Have you ever come to a music group here? Um, I've listened from a distance. Ah. I was thinking of going to the music group today. You're welcome to come. Yeah. That would be great. That was Sean, an Auscare resident, saying hi. You are listening to Home Truths. I'm an angel on the side of the road. Music and singing has long been linked to well-being. Next up, we meet Tom, a musician who for the last four years has captained the Whoopi Doo Crew, a songwriting and performance group on a journey to healing. Tom is the driving force behind the songwriting, helping people put their stories into music. Tom talks to Kim about how he has seen music change lives. Why did you decide to start helping other people write their songs? I reckon I started doing it because I, I know that when I was younger and I wasn't musical, I used to write lyrics. I really used to fantasise about being able to write lyrics for music. It was all magical. I didn't know how the system worked. When I was got to about 17 or 18, I, I had a friend in a band and I just gave them some lyrics and they turned it into a song. And it was, you know, it was so exciting. <laughs> I remember, I don't know if anyone knows a band called Stiff Little Fingers. When I was about 14, I heard them and I was reading the liner notes and, it's, and it said, you know, the, the band wrote the music and then it said, lyrics written by blah, 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 who was, wasn't in the band. I thought, oh, I could do that. <laughs> yeah. So could you play musical instruments at that time? No, music? I didn't start playing musical instruments until I was in my early 20s. 
and I didn't think I ever would. I didn't think I was musical. When you're writing songs for people, do you usually get them to tell you their story and then you write the song or do you do it together or is it a combination of...? can be any method, but like with the stuff that we've been doing at, here at Ozcare, the way I really enjoy doing it is to talk to someone and hear the story, look at the story and see what, see what they've been through because often people have been through some full-on stuff and then, and then find the heroism in that, I suppose, and the, the achievement and the you know, survival and and then try and look at the future and the idea of people's stories and telling their stories and just the power of people having a chance to tell their story and be heard. What sort of groups have you worked with? Well, I've worked in schools, in a couple of different Aboriginal communities and mental health. I worked as a case worker in mental health and I tried to do a bit of music in that. Aged care, I've done some stuff. Just and at the community centre? Community centres, yeah. All sorts of people yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... It's been great for me because when I was looking for something to do, uh, I thought uh, it'd be awesome to bring all the different people that I, that I was supporting together to make a, a group situation. That was the start of it. That really helped me feel like what I was doing was useful and fun and a part of community. And it gave me a lot of confidence with my own songwriting. And, and what about the people that you write songs with and then they go on to sing them? What do they say they get out of it? I think different people get different things and they might get something out of it. They might get something of just sitting down on that day and telling the story. They may not get anything or the song doesn't click for them and sometimes we can come back to the song. And some people, I think often people who don't think a lot about music, who are more just there to be a part of something and tell a story, they're the ones that often get, gain more out of it. For them it's, it's amazing to have a song and to sing. Whereas for musicians, often they've got a really strong idea about what they want and how they want it so <laughs> and that's an ongoing process for them like, yeah i've seen you yeah. with red red song is going to be keep keep on being rewritten forever isn't yeah it? i think so but that <laughs> but that's a you know that's that's an awesome process it's and, a very important song to him obviously. yeah it's sometimes it becomes their song you know what i mean that's when it's good and really it is their song it's just you know i've helped them make it what about the Whoopi Doo crew? How long has it been around, and how did that get off the ground? That was that was that's what started with the um, when we brought the people when I brought all the people I was supporting together. So that's probably four or five years now. So yeah, we did our first performance at a little place in Kelvin Grove. Yeah, so it was mainly people with a disability that I was supporting at that stage. So I suppose that was the official birth of it, and then it kind of really got going when when I started putting on the songwriting sessions at West End House and at Karupa Kiosk every Wednesday. And some of those people who've been involved in that group, it's got a life of its own now, hasn't it? Yeah, well, it has, because I got quite influenced by the idea of community development. And one thing that's really stuck with me was that as a community development worker, you're not doing your job if you make yourself indispensable. <laughs> yeah, so that's still going. And yeah, it's a hard process. And Nigel and I have sort of almost been tussling over it in a way because it, I still feel very connected to it. But also I do feel quite... You can get quite burnt out with things, yeah, and, yeah. and it's and sometimes it's good to just have a rest or stand back. And you know the, the old saying: if you feel like you you love something, then you need to let it go, <laughs> and you know see if it comes back. And people get engaged with it on different levels. You know, people really get involved heavily, or they just. It's just nice that it's there. Well, if you wanted to give a message to people listening to this, Tom, what would you say about the value of music in your life? Well, I can, I can talk personally and say that it, it's given me a community and that's, 
there's no better thing like and that's what that's what Wookie Doo crew helped me discover was the being interested in music and writing songs and being in bands and you know being a part of a music industry was good I think for me the focus on on community was a it was a mind shift yeah you have to let go of control and yeah and I think I felt like that was my weakness it was that I I couldn't do everything myself I would, and but it was actually my strength yeah, be, yeah. because it, it forced me to to seek out other people yeah I say boom, I say boom, I say boom chicka, I say boom chicka. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah, all right, all right, all right. All right. Okay, uh, let's do some music for God's sake. We walked right down to the rocks, found a shady tree. Mary and Sue bought the alcohol. Judy with her song, I Don't Care What People Think. You've been listening to Home Truths. In the next episode, we will discuss some of the common threads that can lead to homelessness and hear the story of Ashley, a man whose life was changed by an accident. The program was produced by Kim Stewart, Craig Garrett, Renee Jones and Nick Huntington. This is the support of Community Radio 4 Z and the Brisbane City Council Creative Sparks Fund. 
The Creative Sparks Fund is a partnership between the Queensland Government and Brisbane City Council to support local arts and culture in Brisbane. Stop.